Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome to the Junk Time Alpha Podcast for early Feb 2019. We're coming to you from Wayne Jackson Studios. My name is Michael Chamberlain and joining me is a... Oh, wait a second. What are you, oh what are you doing there, mate? What's that? What do you mean? The sniffing, the snorting. No, just do the intro. What's, what's, oh up boy. The, what's up the white powder there? What are you saying? What are you, what are you snorting there? They shouldn't be doing that. That's illegal. No, 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 this this isn't illegal. Do you think this is cocaine? I think that's cocaine. No, no, no. Oh, boy, that has cleared the sinuses, Michael, and give me a sugar rush. This is uh, this is Weissenpulver, I believe is how it's said. Okay. Uh, it's a little uh, it's a little pick-me-up that a friend of mine brought back from Oktoberfest last year. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, so it's a, it's a white powder. It does look like cocaine. I will grant you that. I am very confused. Yeah, no, but it's not that. Uh, a mate of mine... I um, mean, my, 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 my dog over there is going crazy, going berserk. <laughs> my little sniffer dog that I'm training. The one that works at the airport? Yeah. Don't <laughs> about him. He's, he's fucking off his head. He's had a few... I cleared his sinuses before. And Settle dogs, down, Billy. Settle down. Dogs have an incredible sense of smell. I heard he that. He really picked up on that. No, uh, my buddy... Uh, Jack. No, mm-hmm. I won't call him that. That might give away who it is. Um, Watsy. My buddy Watsy brought it back from Germany last year. He'd been to Oktoberfest. Uh-huh. And he said, mate, I had a little crack at this uh, pulver." Mm-hmm. And he said, um, and I said, have you, have you got a video of yourself doing it? He said, no, nah, nothing exists. There's nothing around. <laughs> mark my words. Mark it down. Nobody will ever see me doing this. And then you know what happened is they had the, uh, they checked the behind the breast vision. Uh-huh. And that came out this week. And uh, Jack Watts, the poor fella. What are the odds, mate? Don't you hate it when you're about to do some kind of white powder off the uh, the bust of uh, a waitress, mm. and you turn to your friend and say, "Are you filming?" Yeah, and then it ends up being a video. The just the, the the poor bloke. He's just had. He's been up against it. He's had. He's, he's can't catch a break. He's had a tough year, hasn't mm-hmm. he? Ever since he's left Melbourne, you know that Melbourne have cast him aside, and they're the reason that he's in the trouble that he is at the moment. He's probably needed to pick me up because he saw Melbourne. It's Oktoberfest, so probably the finals, the prelim. He saw Melbourne do so well, go all the way to the prelim. Yeah. Unfortunately, had a bad day in Perth that day, but they did. got all the way. And Jack's there going, "What have I done with my career? What have I done with my life? I feel shit. I better go to Oktoberfest. Yeah, drown my sorrows." Snort my sorrows away, <laughs> as we all do. There's nothing better than you know when you come home after a hard day's work and you go, "How can I? How can I relax?" And you just you just crack out a line of Vizen pulver, Michael, <laughs> and you chop it up. Maybe yeah, it's up to you if you want to use a credit card. You don't have to. No, but you just pour it all out and you just give it one big, one big fucking crazy sausages type line. And you get that glucose high that you've wanted. You know, I'll instead tell you of what. eating just a, a bag of snakes. <laughs> <laughs> get out the horizon. Yeah, or, or the, hey, mate, the, the natural the natural fruits that you can get. Do you get. think they do that walking around Oktoberfest? Hey, mate, you got any, you got any pool? 
You got any pool for me? Got any pool for on you, mate? Got any pool? You know what, though? Can, have I, just, I reckon this has opened up a bit of a loophole for any player that's been caught on video. Absolutely. If this happened now, if Sausages, mm-hmm. Shane Mumford, had his video put around there, he'd just be like, oh, what are you talking about? I was in Munich. It was just a massive <laughs> line of Vols and Pulver. Are you guys insane? <laughs> I wouldn't you, do that. Can't you hear the German music in the background? Where do you think I was? That's what you got to do. Just have polka yeah. music playing in the background. <laughs> yeah, That is a fantastic video. idea. You can get away with it. You know what? If you're an AFL footballer... And I know a lot listen to this show. Whenever you're out on a Saturday night and you're out partying, whack on the lederhosen. Yes. Put on the polka music. Mm-hmm. Maybe you have a brat burst in your hand and go to town on whatever the, whatever you fucking like because you can just say. Drinking hey, out of a stein. I was at Weizen, I was at Oktoberfest. I was in Germany. I was on the Weizenpulver. I was in Germany, Your Honour. It's, it's, and, and I feel for Jack Watts because he came out and he, he was clearly embarrassed. He, yes. he had to do the press conference and he said, you know what? It bothers me because I'm thinking of others. I'm thinking of my mum having to watch that, my sister having to watch that. And you know what? I do feel for Jack Watts there because he's, he's always thinking of others. Because if you remember those text messages that went around, he was thinking of everyone else he, but himself. He, he was, was reaching out to a lot of people. <laughs> he, he was. He was thinking. He thought about his girlfriend a lot and whether wa- or not she was going to be in the same venue as certain people. He was wondering how they were. Yeah. yeah he was asking questions like, you what? up? He yeah. was worried about their <laughs> sleep patterns. <laughs> What are you wearing? He wanted to know, because if it was a cold night, he wanted to know how much they had no, on. They're, they're safe and sound. Yeah. Like, as a bug in a rug. Yes. A, a, a version of that. Yes, a version. He wanted to know if they were, um, if they were going swimming, because he likes swimming, uh, as we found out. You know the other thing that happened off the back of this, right? And I, and I want to put this to you. So Malcolm Blight came out. Mm. Gary Lyon went. Jack Watts, he said it was a bad look. And if there's a man that knows bad looks... <laughs> It's Gary Lyon. Because he doesn't know where the vice and pover came from. Maybe it came from someone's wallet. Oh, Who God. can tell? Sheesh. He never touched a man's stein. He never <laughs> touched a man's wallet. Or his vice and pulver. <laughs> so he came out and smashed him. And then, and then Malcolm Blight came out. He teed off. He went hard at Jack Watts. And he said that Jack Watts is possibly the worst first draft pick ever. Mm-hmm. So I want to play a quick game with you. Yes. Is Jack Watts the worst first draft pick ever? Da, 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 da. So I'm going to run backwards from uh, from last year. Obviously, we can't go with Sam Walsh. He hasn't played a game yet, but by all reports, well, he's he, training. He would be top of my list, though. I mean, look what he's done. He's done nothing. He's trained the house down. If he's done nothing, never played a game. Never even, never even got close to playing a senior game. Yeah, that's true. Okay. So he's, he, he's top of my list. All right, so he's number stage. one at the moment. He's number one at my, at my list. All right. So is Jack Watts better than Cam Rayner? Is Jack Watts better than Camarena? Yeah. He is? Hmm. Just. Andrew McGrath from Essendon. Who would you rather, if you're picking a team right now, you're picking Jack Watts or you're picking uh, Andrew McGrath? Andrew McGrath because he's a great story. Okay. You're picking Andrew McGrath. Okay, Jacob Wiedering. Jacob Wiedering. Carlton Backman. Had a great first season. Has dropped off since. No, no, pay that. Yep. Okay, he's above him. What about Paddy McCartan? Is, is Jack Watts is better than Paddy McCartan, surely? Uh, a fully fit Paddy McCartan. Okay, done. Uh, Tom Boyd. Tom Boyd, yeah. He's won a grand final. Very handsome. Lockie Whitfield. Lockie Whitfield? Yeah. Uh, you know what? He's, he's gone missing a few times. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what, though? He'd be on a par with Jack Watts on other things. Um, all right. On a par. So, Jonathan Patton. Jonathan Patton, yeah, poor dude, had two uh, two Ricos. Yeah, so is he three, be- maybe is he better than Jack Watts though? Uh, better than Jack Watts on potential. Okay, David Swallow, David Swallow, uh, yeah, yeah. You'd pick him before you pick Jack Watts, wouldn't you? Yeah, I would. All right, Tom Scully, 
Tom Scully, Hawthorne, Hawthorne legend. champion. Yeah. Welcome, future Hall of Famer. Yep. All right. Uh, Actually, Tom Scully right now with a <laughs> fucked ankle. <laughs> you still take him. Uh, Matthew Cruiser. Matthew Cruiser. Yes. Okay. He's yeah. better than him. Gibbsy. Uh, Gibbsy, yeah. you got to love a man bun. Yep. Mark Murphy. Um, oh, come on, mate. Yeah, no, 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 I'll give that. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, what sorry. is wrong with yeah. you? Are uh, we going through the whole thing, are we? Yes, Brett Delito. Oh, sheesh. Uh, Brett Delito, I uh, used to live near mum and dad, so nice guy. Okay. Used to give a bit of a wave in the front yard. Coons. Oh, friend of the show, got yeah. to do that. BJ. BJ, loves loves a laugh. Loves a laugh. Maybe he needs a bit of the old uh, vinyl pool, just kind of you know, give him that That's not bad, bit of enjoyment it? in life. Yeah, instead of uh, when he comes in, instead of knocking the pretzels off the table, give him a couple of lines. Tell you who loved Germany, though. Who? Fucking BJ. Yeah? Pretzels everywhere. <laughs> the giant ones. You can get breakfast pretzels. You can yeah. get lunch pretzels. Let's throw those. All right. Well, these ones are easy. Luke Hodge, mm-hmm. Nick Rewatt, Josh Fraser, Des Headland. Travis Johnson. Okay. Is he better than Travis Johnson? That's an interesting one. I could be borderline there. No, I think borderline better than Travis. Sorry, Trav. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Uh, Michael Gardner, I'd say Michael Gardner is better than Jack Watts. I'll tell you what, if you put the pair together, Michael Gardner and Jack Watts, <laughs> having a good night a, out. You got yourself a fun night out. Clive Waterhouse. Yeah, Clive. You've got to go with a guy called Clive. Really? You think he's better than Clive Got to go with a guy from Clive. Clive. Okay. Jeff White. Yeah, Jeff White. Pay that. Yeah. Darren Gaspar. you got to take Gaspar. Darren. Wow, we're going back, aren't we? Drew Banfield. Drew Banfield. Premiership player. Maybe okay. two times? So there's, so there's three that maybe he might be better. John Hutton. John Hutton. I don't know too much about Isn't he have poor dude have a bit of a bad back injury and maybe the AFL like, uh, wasn't too happy for his life? Oh, okay. I think it had severe injuries and didn't work out too well for him. Yeah, right. Stephen Hooper. Stephen Hooper. Jeez, we're going way back. Yep. And then the final one, Anthony Bannock. I think played maybe two games for Richmond. You've uh, got to choose Jack. Well, all I'm saying is we've got to call Malcolm Blight out here. Blighty, you're full of shit. Pull your head in. Well, actually, one thing I found interesting, okay, in mm. terms of that, that rant he did, I don't know if people came out all that great in it. If okay, okay, did. okay. In, t- in this regard, okay, okay. Mm. He says from 2000 to, uh, 2003 to 2007. Yep. He's going through the list, much like you. Mm. He said Adam Cooney, Brownlow medalist. Yep. Uh, Brett Delilio, best of Ferris, Ferris winner. Absolutely. Mark Murphy, BNF winner. Absolutely. Uh, Gibbs, BNF winner, okay? Nails it. <laughs> All these trophies. Oh, mate, he's really pumping them up. Piling up. Yeah, absolutely. I think what, the, the, the cavalcade of trophies is going to come. Yeah. Matthew Cruiser. Oh, yeah. Great war horse. Yeah, what? That's what you want. No, that's, that's what you... No, 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 Cruiser's there going, oh, my, compliment, my compliment's yeah. coming. Yeah. You're a war horse. But to be called that by, uh, by Malcolm Blight, I think, I think would be an absolute honour. So, Jack Watts, uh, maybe he can work himself to uh, work war horse? War horse, yeah. War horse. Yeah. Not even a competitive beast. No, but if you're a horse in a war... Yeah, you probably get eaten at one stage. Oh, you reckon during a siege? Oh, yeah, man. It fell apart. You'd eat your horse. Oh, see, I was thinking like gladiator type, you know, you've fucking got your battle wear on. You know, you got you're your... riding the, your mighty steed towards the battle. Yeah, so yeah. you're that horse. I mean, sure, you're going to die. Well, brutally. yeah, the horse is essentially protecting you. <laughs> like it's the horse's job to it's jump on the, the ho- spears. I always feel sorry for horses in those movies when mm-hmm. they flip over. Does that hurt the horse? Or they learn? Do they teach him to tuck and roll at a young age when they're a foal? In the oh, field? you got to like stun horse. Or is it like Darren Weir going up with a jigger and they go to the side, flip over? Yeah, and exactly. Back up. Yeah, they teach them. I mean, yeah, I mean, also. The very important thing if you're a horse in a battlefield, mm. you don't lose your feet, mate. You've got to keep your feet. You've got to keep your feet. You've got to be good in the shoebox. No, You've that's fair enough. Yeah, if, they, if they lose their feet, they're fucking, they're brought it on themselves. <laughs> Michael, we have a massive announcement to make. Our live show, uh, Sunday, 
March 10th at 4pm at the Comics Lounge in North Melbourne. We already had Sam Pang locked in, ready to go. We already have Grant Thomas, the uh, Geelong, uh, Geelong, the St Kilda super coach, ready to roll. I won't say Geelong on the day. No. I'll, I'll know all my facts. But can I just say, I reckon this is possibly the biggest guest we've had for the show. Uh, yeah, I don't want to disrespect any of the uh, previous guests that we've had, but they're all shit compared to this one. Current Collingwood coach Nathan Buckley will be joining us on the day. How fantastic is that going to be? That is amazing. I'm really looking forward to that. And he said, because I, I got hold of him and he said, um, you know, I can come down, let me know what time. We kind of worked out a time. He said, because I've got to go and coach in the JLT the next day. We're playing Carlton down in Mowie. Yep. So Junk Time has come down and watch us as we suggest to Bucks how Collingwood might be able to beat Carlton on the day. <laughs> so it's going to be absolutely fantastic to have a, a coach who's just come out off a grand final loss. You know, he's a, he's a new man. He's a champion player. He was the winner of that grand final if you don't include the actual winners. Yes. Like, he came out smelling like roses after that, didn't he? He looked great. His whole season, he was fantastic. People loved him. Hugging the, the cheer squad at the beginning of the game. Of course. Getting around the players after, they, uh, after the tragic loss, um, uh, with, you know, one of the final kicks of the game. Yeah, and he made a fantastic speech at the BNF. Mm. He was just, yeah, he's been impeccable since, and we will, um, we will drag him down we to our level. lower his fucking standards. Yeah, so that's uh, Sunday, March 10th uh, from 4pm at the Comics Lounge. Tickets are available at trybooking.com. And uh, it's going to be a fantastic afternoon. Nathan Buckley, Sam Pang, Grant Thomas. Still more guests to come, and we will announce those in the coming weeks. We're still waiting for some people to, to kind of get back to us. But fucking hell, mate, we've, we've reeled in a big one. AFLW kicked off Adam again, third year. Yeah. Adam, yeah incre- increased competition, 10 teams now. And everyone said that it would, uh, it would drain the pool a little, you know, it would dilute the cordial. But that were, we had, what, three, four games within a kick? We had four games decided by uh, less than a kick. There was one game you in particular. You can't ask for much more than that. That's, that's 80% of the games were fantastic. There was one game in particular that was a massive What I really out. like is the fact that the, the players, the new teams got up and had victories and that was just, it's a good look. It's a good look for the competition. Because you know what all, all usually happens when new franchises come into the competition? Oh, they're no good. They take a while to find their yeah, feet, don't they? Yeah, look at Frio. I no good. Gold Coast, I think, lost by about 120 points in their first game, which I think might have been against Carlton. Yes. GWS came into the competition. They were getting slayed every single time. Smashed. I think that year the Hawks beat them by about 160 points, I think. You know the one who uh, bunked that theory was at Adelaide in 91. They smashed the Hawks. Yeah, yeah, that was Adelaide terrifying. Park. We were like, what, about, what's been created? Yeah, about, about 14 goals, wasn't <laughs> it? It was about 80 points, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, North Melbourne came in this year. Brand new franchise. Obviously going to... Never going to do well. Going to take a little bit of time. Absolutely. Probably the whole season. Pick up the speed of the game. Mm. Pick up the rhythm. Yeah. Uh, ended up smashing the Blues by uh, 36 points. So, what you haven't factored into there, Carlton... It was awesome. It was the, awesome. The Carlton women's team have never played in Tassie before. Okay. And we should have at least been allowed to have a practice match down there, mm-hmm. train down there. The conditions have been – there's been bushfires down there. The girls were you know, choking on the haze. It's not good. I don't think that they should have been forced to play in those conditions. And I don't like you bringing it up. <laughs> Carlton are going all along all right, mate. We're yeah. doing fine. Don't you worry about that. There's been a few – all right, so we lost in the, in the first game. What are there? There's another five, six games to go? The season's still to unfold. You've, you've had – if Carlton as the club has gone through the ringer the last little while. I mean, you know, Mitch McGovern broke his back pre – Christmas, you know, uh, Liam Pickering, uh, Liam Jones mm-hmm. broke his hand. You know how devastating that is. Like the bull ants are going to be down Liam Jones for a few weeks. That's not easy. And uh, Faza Fasolo, we lost Alex Fasolo. And uh, have they worked out the investigation yet of what actually happened, mate? He said he was mucking around with a mate. Was he yahooing with friends? 
Yeah, on Australia Day. Yeah, okay. So, you know, he was celebrating uh, Australia's Day. So is that a thing where, you know how they may, well, we'll get to Ollie Wines in a bit, but people mm. talk about their contract, you know, you're not allowed to go skiing, you're not allowed to go hang gliding or skydiving. Is, Do they put yahooing horse or horseplay? Horseplay. Horse I don't know whether horseplay is in there because, you know, when you go back to your manager and you go, they've written down horseplay and mm. you go, don't worry, we'll get that out. Yeah. You need to be able to, because that's what the AFLPA, the Players Association, keep coming up and going, you bloody, you want the players rigid all the time, uh, but they've got to be able to go away and, and horseplay. They and need to have shenanigans every yeah, now and exactly. then. Yeah, exactly. You have a f- couple of froths. Yeah, muck around with their mates. Yeah, you have a bit of a bit of a push and shove, and, you know, one man trips off a gun and breaks his arm. Yeah. That's just the price you pay for horseplay. Yeah. I think we all understand We don't that. want them to be fucking robots. Do you want to watch a, a league yeah. where people can't horseplay, muck up, and shenanigan. Well, do you want to watch horseplay that doesn't result in a broken arm? I don't. <laughs> I don't want to live in that kind of society, Michael. So I think they should be allowed to do whatever they need to. How do you reckon you feel if he's mate? So what's that? Four weeks, maybe, with a broken arm? Uh, I think it might be a bit longer because he had a plate inserted with surgery. Gosh. So he might be struggling to be available for uh, round one. Mm-hmm. For which would be devastating for a massive thrashing against Richmond. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's been tough for Carlton. We've lost some of our champions of the club, Alex Fasolo going down. That really, it just hurts the very, the fabric of the team. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like when you guys, when Cyril pinged a hamstring, that's what it feels like for us. Yeah, sure. You feel everyone deflates. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, when Luke Hodge finally exited your team mm-hmm. in, a, in a horrible way, mm-hmm. that, that's exactly how we felt. Yeah. Like there was a vigil outside... Uh, Carlton, mm-hmm. and then we went away from that vigil, and then we were savagely had to go back again because we lost. Oh, fuck, it's hard to talk about. We lost Carlton legend Thomas Bug. Tom Bug, Tom Bug. So he came to the club over the summer mm. from Melbourne, and don't forget what he did for Melbourne. He he brought a lot of publicity to Melbourne when he knocked out Callum Mills and uh, concussed him and got six weeks for it. Can't say he didn't get the, the press that the Melbourne Com- the Melbourne Football Club seeks. Oh, membership's off the back of that. Absolutely. Yeah. But I think it's a good thing. He's gone to a better place. I think that uh, he's now, he's, he's, he's working with a social media influencer company. Yeah. And that, I think, even as a Carlton supporter, I say, I don't care who they are, if we lose any player to a social media influence company, then we're better for it, like as a society. Yeah, sure. We need more people doing God's work. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it really is. Like, you think that Jehovah's are out there door knocking, but you think these people, they're talking to, like, models? They are. They're going in the line, and they're trying to find um, people with over 100,000, bottom level. Absolutely. Instagram followers. Like, the kind of people who would promote the fire Festival. That's what they yes, want. Yes, And they're trying to match them up with companies that promise a flat belly if you drink a tea. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so what he's done is We he's don't have enough flat belly teas in this in this world, Adam. I couldn't agree more. I don't I, I don't want to live in a world where everybody doesn't have a flat tummy thanks from to tea. tea. Yeah. From uh, matcha tea. Yeah. I Look, I know I know I know it's tough, but I, I just think it's it's just good that he's putting back into the world and that's that's what we need. So we've got around the website Zoo's group. Yep. Zoo's group. Zoz? Zoos. Zoos. Z O double Z. Zoos. Yeah. So they have um <laughs> why, why are you laughing? This man is doing he's doing good work. No, I just realized there's a contact us page. Should we should junk time wish Buggy the best? No, no, no. Will they if we got one of these influencers to say, Hey, 
Have a listen to Junk Time. Yeah, actually, that's a good idea. <laughs> How about that? If okay. we hit them up. Okay, so uh, we'll do that. Okay, I'll write the email. We'll go through who, who they've got. Okay. So they've got um, uh, got models. Um, this lady here has 331,000 uh, Insta. Probably a bit low for us. We probably want to aim a bit higher, I would have thought. 29,000 Twitter. Mm-hmm. Hmm, 225,000 YouTube. Okay, so she's got a YouTube channel. Okay. I like it. See, yeah. all right, forget Tri- about... Triple threat. Forget about Twitter, man. No one's on Twitter anymore. Okay, this one doesn't even have a Twitter. Good. Yeah. I don't want that. I don't want her... Insta, YouTube. Yeah, the Twitter number's actually way lower. Because yeah. no one cares, you know. Who, what, you can see them writing something. You don't want to see that. I want to see a photo. I want to see them holding up a tea. They don't tell me that the tea is good. I want to see that the tea is good. Here we go. Cameron Field. So he has 377,000. Fieldy? 9,000 on YouTube. Okay. And what does he do? At the minute, he's lounging in a chair on a balcony in a white suit. Now, no, I can't I mean, guarantee he does that all the time. No, that's what, yeah, no, he would. But what does he do in life? Or is he just an influencer, perhaps? Well, I think he might. Well, that, well they're all pretty. They're all attractive. Mm. I think, yeah, they're models. Are they influencers? Are they... Uh, a lot of them have kind of lifestyle kind of things. Oh, here we go. I've hit the jackpot, Adam. Okay. Who we got? This is going to get junk time into the, into the stratosphere. Uh, Shani Grimold. Uh, 1.4 mil. Mm-hmm. That's what we're after. 38,000 uh, Facebook. Not many of the other ones had Facebook. No. Uh, 163,000 on Twitter, so that's pretty good. That's very solid. And then a solid 1.6 for uh, YouTube. 1.6 million? Mm. This is who we need, Michael. And who was it again? Shani Grimold. And that's a, a guy or a girl? That's a girl. Girl, okay, good, good. And she is, what she what she dressed as there? She uh, what's she wearing? Uh, she's on a beach chair. Good. Good. On a beach. Good, this is really hitting the junk time, yeah. like Heartland. Bikini, white skirt, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, should we hit up the, uh, the Bugmeister? It's probably worth it, isn't it? Mm. I think we do get in contact with them. And just, you know what would be interesting? I don't know what our budget is. What's the idea? Is it kind of like, oh, I'll tell you what we do. Mm. Offer a few stubby holders. That's not a bad idea. If one of those girls is seen on the beach with a junk time... Time stubby holder. It's Gatorade Bukaki time <laughs> no, stubby holder. No, 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 no. We'll get her a beer without notice or a uh, I'm doing, I'm very, doing, very, I'm very, doing well. very well. I'm doing very well. That work perfectly. Yeah, exactly. Okay, we'll fire off the email. We'll do it, we'll do it after the show. Yes, but fire we will do it. Fire off the email and we say, if we can get Shani mm. to... Um, uh, Promote junk time. Drink a beer. Out of the stubby holder. Out of the stubby holder. Yeah, she gets a free stubby holder. Yes. Yes, they'll go for that, right? Yeah, and well, I'll tell you so. Maybe we'll say what else would it cost us aside from the stubby holder. Yes. Because we're, we're, you know, we're just a couple of young fellas. We're naive. We just, <laughs> we just want to know what this kind of thing would set us back. Yeah, yeah. What's the, what's the going rate? Yeah. Yeah. And perhaps like if it... If and could she also say maybe that the junk time stubby holder will give you a flat tummy? It does. <laughs> Look at us. Anyway, it's just it's it's. Been By the s- way, you can get the uh, stubby holders at uh, Big Cartel. Junktime.bigcartel.com. Uh, yeah. So yeah, get on there. I mean, it's still summer. It's going to be hot for the next uh, I don't know five years till the earth burns up. So you may as well enjoy a cold bevy while you're uh, while you're doing that. But it's a sad time for Carlton, and I don't like you uh, mocking us. We did touch on it for a little bit, but Ollie Wines. Mm. So he went water skiing and appeared to damage his shoulder. Yeah, and it, it sort of came like it came out really early that. Um, you know, everyone was getting stuck into him, saying mm. it's ridiculous, uh, he shouldn't have done it, all this kind of stuff. And then the club came out and said, no, no, we knew he was doing it. He was doing it with teammates. Yeah. So he's dragged people along. Mm. And you know what I love is the fact that uh, his family came out and defended him. Because mm. they are, he's from the Murray River. His brother defended him, right? 
Yes, and hard. I don't love it when the family comes out. I love the family getting <laughs> involved. I think that's good because they say what everyone's thinking. Uh, true, yeah. And then the, you know, Ollie has to just go. Oh, fucking, what did you say that for? A little bit. It's like every now and then uh, a player will be dropped for a grand final, mm. and then dad might give a comment to the press. Chris Main's dad came out and said that Bucks had, you know, thrown his son under the bus. And there was a Geelong player. Was it Blake? Maybe back in maybe oh eight. Mark Blake. I think so. Maybe got dropped for oh okay. eight or oh nine. Dad wasn't happy. Well, I guess you forget that they have parents and they're just young men. Yeah. And that they, you know, and this this guy, it's his brother, and he's gone. Um, you know, fuck you, Kane Corns, because mm. Kane Corns loves to loves to get in there where there's Adelaide teams involved. He uh, he splits people, doesn't he, Kane Corns? Yes. Yes. What do What do you think of Ollie doing the? Uh, the water skiing. Because he's, that's right, his mum came out and said that uh, he'd been doing it since he was six. Yeah. He's never had an injury. Never. Yeah, yeah. Until now. And he has a shoulder injury and has to have surgery. And he's out for, what, six weeks, I think. I think so. And uh, there was an interesting point from Hachi, and people got him back at him for that as well. But he said if he was a an American sport, It'd he be would sacked. be sacked immediately. Instantly. Mm. Also, because a lot of those places are inland and may not have that much water around. So he'd be like... Where did you find the spot to water ski? So he was on a an extension of the Murray River, I do believe. But was it? Do you think it was one of the millions of dead fish? Like, did he hit a he hit a, <laughs> he hit a pile of fish? Hit hit a thousand fish? Yeah, yeah. And that, as I've said on this uh, podcast repeatedly, you've got to if you hit a thousand fish, you're fucked. Yeah, every time. <laughs> that's like a that's like a given. So I think um, the yeah. fact that he's dragged his teammates there because. I don't want to say, like, it, again, it was Australia Day. Mm. We've had a few froths. Mm. You know, he's out celebrating. He's a good Aussie boy. That's yeah, what he does. I, I think it goes hand in hand, you know. You, you you have a few froths. Yeah. And then you go, what am I going to do? Yeah. Get in and get deep water. Deep water. And travel at speeds up to about, what, 40 k's? I think it would be a lot faster than 40 k's. Yeah? Yeah. I, I would imagine. I've never... To me, that's a no-brainer. That he, that he should be able to do that? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, One froth for every k. See, and I think like Jack Watts, what he did, not bad. Didn't he? Didn't hurt himself. He's back to training day one. Here's the conundrum. Yep. What if? Oh, okay. Okay. For solo, mm. straight on mishap. Okay. Yep. Ollie Wines, straight on mishap. Okay. Mm. Both clubs. Okay with it. You know, yeah, we haven't found absolutely. out yet. Yep. What if Jack Watts did that on a straight day? Yeah. So it'd then, be perfectly fine. Yeah, like, what, what's Koshi going to say? Koshi was saying he's ropeable. Yeah. He said ropeable. He said he said this is a disgrace. Yeah. He said also. Where was mine? Yeah. He was furious. <laughs> Where's my vice and pulver? So that's the key, I think, for all the athletes out there. Do it on Australia Day mm. and it's forgiven. Yeah. I... That's not to say many things are forgiven because they happen on Australia Day. Okay, let's be <laughs> yes. very fucking clear. That's a there. very good point. Yes, very recent history we're talking about. Um, do you think it's fair, though, that they came out and they lambasted... Jack Watts the way they did, and yet they were pretty much defensive of Ollie Wines. Like, I think what he did was far more reckless than Jack Watts, and that they should be apologising currently to Jack Watts. Okay. Well, I mean, if you do think about the Jack Watts thing... Mm. Oh, I have a lot. He hasn't actually done anything wrong. No, I know. Like, I know. he has just had, like, a bit of a, a sugar hit. Yeah. And he and it's a powder that you do snort. Like, yes. it's, a, it's a thing that the German people tell us, Your Honour, is <laughs> <laughs> a real thing. Yeah. I just love the idea too. Like we'd never heard of this before. I've never heard of Oktoberfest, and it's like I've heard of the big beers. Then you go in the beer hall. No one's ever said, "Oh yeah." Anyway, there's this sugar you can yeah. put up your nose. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? You can shelve this thing. Can I just say then? Then uh, Jack Watts should be paid money for influencing 
Oktoberfest. Get on it, Buggy. He has brought... Yeah, they're former teammates, by the way. Get on it, mate. So he should say, Jack Watts, thank you. Oktoberfest, where's the money coming in? Mm-hmm. Jack, he's a you know, quarter of a mil. I'm sure, I'm sure there are many white powders that give you a flat tummy. <laughs> yes, that's, that's a very, very good point. Um, he has done a lot more for he has done more for Oktoberfest than anyone has done in the last fifteen years. I haven't heard about. I haven't seen Oktoberfest get this kind of press in the Australian media for a long, long time. Not a, not a, not at the start of Feb. <laughs> like maybe around Oktoberfest, you uh, you know October, you might see a few articles online, but yeah, never sure. now. No. Never five months after that, <laughs> people are fucking booking for Oktoberfest for next year. They're going, we want the Watts package. I went walk by uh, a flight centre early today. There was yeah. a line out the door. <laughs> You're saying which one was Jack Watts at? <laughs> Webjet crashed. Yeah. Webjet crashed for five hours today. Couldn't handle the traffic. <laughs> unbelievable. I'll tell you what uh, is more exciting than a hit of Wise and Pulver. AFLX, Michael. Oh, shit, dude. Yes, fuck. of course. Bloody hell. I'm looking at our rundown. I'm like, how much have we got left? I'm like, oh, fuck. The jackpot. It. Oh, f- this is awesome. This is going to be the greatest AFLX <laughs> tournament ever. Don't you reckon? I, I do. I look. I like the innovation, Adam. Mm-hmm. I do think it does mess with the tradition of the game. Okay, I'll put that out there. I know. I know. And I, and these are just before the games are about to take off. So I thought maybe maybe we could have trialled them in maybe the preseason AFLX games. Oh, the JLT. Before we took it into the major competition. The JLTX. Yeah, that's not a bad I idea. I thought that might be an idea that we, they could have done before they before they absolutely fucking bamboozle the players because <laughs> I don't fucking understand any of these rules. <laughs> So basically, uh, they've so they're picking the they're, they're picking the teams on the twenty second of Feb. Mm-hmm. Get down there. No, hang on. That's when the game is, isn't it? The twenty second. Oh, come on, Adam. It's it's in your diary, surely. Sorry, the night before they're picking the team. So the, okay. So here's what's happening: is the captains will pick the team during the day. Mm-hmm. They will hold that until it's live on television on Fox Footy, where we will see. The choices, um, you know, uh, shown to us like like the live draft, like yeah. the draft. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. So they'll be like, yeah. All so right. they've already picked the top ten, and then they bring them out. Yes, yeah, yeah. So Patrick Dangerfield will be like, and he has this guy who agreed yeah. to do it for fifty thousand. Basically, yeah, yeah. It's like I wanted that guy, but I got this guy because the club feels they can afford to lose him for a year. Yeah, well, see, that's the other thing though. Uh, Nat Fife came out and spoke about it. Um, and they were talking about him being involved for the first time. And he said, I couldn't really see anything wrong with getting involved. I didn't get to do AFLX last year. I'm keen to have a go at the concept. So he didn't get to do it. It's not that he didn't want to. He, he wanted to, even though they weren't paying last year. He didn't want to do it. Fremantle wouldn't let him. He was fully fit at the time? Absolutely. Okay. And this year, they said, here's $50,000. And he said, I'm sorry, Fremantle, they, they still won't let me. And Freo went, no, mate. For, we'll, we'll let you do it. You can play play for free. And he went, no, nah, look, I'll, they offered me 50K. I may as well take it. Yeah. I'm not a shit bloke. Um, I mean, it'd be rude not to take it. Mm. And he says, maybe this format will suit me. It maybe would embarrass it the AFL if I didn't take their $50,000. What would they do with that? They'd have to pay tax on that. You've got to get rid of it. It's <laughs> that, that kind of, you know, salary dumping that yeah, you yeah. need to it's do. Yeah, it's like that kind of thing. Yeah, buy a laptop on, you know, uh, June 29 kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, it's what the AFL has, yeah. has to do. He, he was helping the AFL out, if anything. He's a good bloke. They should give him more for that. Uh, he says, maybe this format will suit me, maybe it won't. I'm really open-minded about it and keen to give it a go. If I try it, it sucks, I'll write it off, but I'm open-minded at this stage. So he's open to being part of the AFLX for the future years mm. if the AFL comes up with 50 grand each time. Yeah. 
Yeah, like he's a fucking good, bloody little wonder that guy. He's a good bloke, isn't he? Fuck, I just I wish we had been able to get to LA to hang with him for that uh, couple of weeks. I love it how we're joking, but it's like, yeah, you'd probably take fifty grand for about three minutes' work, yeah, wouldn't you? Absolutely. Like, we're joking. <laughs> yeah, no, <I'll> <laughs> give, me, give me ten bucks. I play AFL. <laughs> doing a heartbeat. But uh, so uh, AFL football boss Steve Hocking has come out and said that they're trying to inject a sense of schoolyard fun. Awesome. So there's going to be bullying on field. Absolutely, uh, the mm-hmm. little fat kid will yep. be um, will be beaten up and have his uh, teeth smashed into a bubbler. <laughs> Gosh, you're sweet. At quarter there'll be, time, there'll be uh, five wedgies a quarter. Yeah, I, I think. It, what was your favourite rule in uh, in schoolyard footy? Schoolyard footy. What do you mean? Uh, I mean, we had a. We actually had a. Uh, I remember when I was about five or six. Yeah, I think it was my first year of school. The, school, the, the playground wasn't particularly large at the primary school I went to. It was or wasn't? Wasn't. Okay. And SEG sized? Uh, no, not even that. But even also, you know, the wisdom of all play yards, they're, they're concrete, you know. Yep. You go, any chance of getting a bit of grass in here <laughs> somewhere? Yep. Anyway, the principal, uh, this is going to rock your world, Adam. Okay. She banned footballs. So I think a number... Banned footballs? I, I think many, too many kids were getting hurt. The kids were getting hit, but that's just a war of attrition. You well, basically, yeah, I know, but uh, you know, but she banned footballs, and then I remember about a day later, maybe two two days later, she were, wasn't there anymore. No, there was an oh. uprising. I have a vision in my an head. Uprising. There was an uprising, as most likely. Don't tell me you you guys all took your your boater hats and your blazers off. I was waiting for when something would come. <laughs> The, it would have been the older kids, but they yeah. pr- they went around chanting, we want footballs. And if I have a memory, they went below the principal's window yeah. chanting, we want footballs. And eventually the footballs got returned. Like we were, You were allowed to kick a football again. Power to the people, people man. Power works, man. That is, that's Fucking how it was, it works. It was our Arab Springs. <laughs> that's exactly how it was. So I'm looking forward to AFLX because they've introduced possibly one of the greatest innovations we've ever seen in AFL or AFLX. It is awesome. It's awesome. It's called the Game Changer. The Game Changer. The Game Changer. I couldn't think of a better name, but they're going, what, what should we do? Like, it, it changes the, Gate, the game a bit? The Gatorade Game Changer. Is it? Mm, yeah, yeah, the Gatorade Game Changer. <whistles> yeah. Fuck. I, I, where's Zooper gone in this whole thing? Where have Zooper Doopers gone? I haven't seen a lot of talk Like, last year Zooper. was the only time anyone was, had talked about Zooper Doopers in probably three decades. Oh, no, I reckon if you're a kid, you're into the Zoopers. Yeah, yeah, but no, you don't hear about them. No one talks about them. But you're walking down the street last year, everyone's talking Zooper. Yeah, that's true. You know, you go into a shop, hey, fucking fancy your Zooper. Do you reckon their sales... Just, it's 12 degrees with a chance of rain. <laughs> fucking get a Zooper in me. Do you reckon their sales spiked or just the same people who always bought them, i.e. families with kids, yeah. kept buying them? Or were there kids out there who were like, Daddy, what's a Zooper? And he's like, ah. Oh, Fuck! But they're a harmless treat. They're a harmless treat. I, I think they're. Oh, I don't, whoa, whoa, whoa! Well, they're chock full. They're worse than a vizen pulver. <laughs> they're chock full of sugar. You shove one of those up your nose, you're in big trouble. <laughs> um, I imagine they're maybe their sales didn't spike, but I imagine they a lot of the product moved off moved the shelf. No, no, moved on. Just by the fact they would have given a lot away for free at the grounds and stuff like that. Oh, you, well, you went to a game. Were there Zuper Dupers available on I, the day? I don't remember, but I don't think they're really offering them to the. Forty-year-old men. I think that more the kids were their whoa, market. Whoa, whoa. Kids were the market. Zoopers for everyone. You know what we should do? Okay, here's a little thing that you and I do down at the ground uh, when we go down on the Feb twenty-second. Yeah, we we're s- gonna we're gonna try. Oh, we won't tell them that. We sell. Well, I don't. Well, we don't want to. Sell, not not junk timers. Don't want to inform security what we want to do. Yeah, so exactly right. Uh, we sell uh, UDL style Zoopers. Zoopers. Yeah. 
Surely people do that, go to the cricket and the like, and inject their uh, ice stuff with uh, a bit of vodka and all that jazz. Yeah, or you got your fucking watermelon that all of a sudden weighs 12 kilos because <laughs> it's full of vodka. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you put a lighter on top of it. Yeah, it's, it's fire. <laughs> It's like one of those uh, those meteorites that you, you gotta, fire from a cannon. You can't, like, you can't wear that watermelon helmet and go out for a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> 17 people died. <laughs> Sorry, can we get onto a bit of that? Okay. So, should we take people through the rules? I te- yes, okay. And then finish with the game changer. Because I, I think that's a good climax. Oh, for sure. I mean, it's going to be awesome. Okay. So, mm. 14 players each team on the field. No, so, no, 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 no. No, sorry, sorry. 14 players all up. You fucking fool. I know. You're I already confusing know people. I know this. Eight on the field. Eight on the field. Six on the bench. You know what? Unlimited interchanges. And that, that's the difference because you know how it's capped in our current AFL game. And now when you go there, you're like, whoa, they've made a lot of changes. We don't see this anymore in our, mm-hmm. in our great game and I miss it. It's like they're on for five seconds and immediately want to get back off again. Yeah, it's just I've missed that in the game. So I'm really looking forward to that. That's going to be that, – that's – that's got me a ticket. Umpire would throw the ball up and after a super goal is scored. Now, what happened last year? Was it a kickoff last year after a goal or at the start of the game? Yeah, I think you're right. I think it went through the goals and it came straight back out uh, a la basketball. Uh, I think you're right as well. Yeah, it was a kick out from back, um, behind the, uh, back in the field. Yep. yep. Uh, a player has the opportunity to play in from out of bounds after the last touch. Okay, last touch rule. They go, yep, cool. You can run on from there. Okay, so again, not unlike it's sounding like very much like basketball with kicking. Players can run twenty meters without a bounce. Hey, that's pretty Ooh, cool. That you know what? That's going to test the crowd because you know when you go, he's fucking run too far. Yeah, yeah. How far? People are going to be going earlier. Yeah, how far? <laughs> You're going to be going earlier. The umpire's going to whistle in the mouth. You're yeah, like, sure. Is he allowed it? And you go, oh, he's run. He's taken fifteen steps. You go, that that's not the way you count it. And people will not know that rule, so people will be going. How far can you run? How far? Mm. Yeah. And, and, you know, that, that could cost someone a game. Because mm. also for a player, if you're running and you think, I've got to get rid of it, and then you go, fuck, I can take a couple extra steps, and then you're all confused and your execution won't be as well. I think that's going to confuse the players. I want that out. <laughs> <laughs> so we get to the scoring. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, okay, it's, it's a point ten, and... Six, as last year. Okay. Yeah, so you've got yeah. normal goals. Yeah, normal goals. I'm trying to get my head around it. A goal outside 40 is a super goal, yeah. formerly a super goal. Yeah. That gets you 10 points. Yeah. Right. Okay. Now we have Ooh. the last five minutes of the game changer, period. Yes. So a bit like a two-minute warning, I suppose, in the NFL. Yeah, why not? Or a power play except in, they in don't, ice hockey. Except they don't change... All of the rules. <laughs> <laughs> well, like a, maybe perhaps like a uh, uh, in cricket where you've got yeah, the, the, one the day, power yeah, play yeah. and you can only have a certain amount of people in a certain area. Yeah, okay. So at the game changer period, mm-hmm. okay, each team having the opportunity to select a player in that role. So you go, Michael Chamberlain, you are our, game, our Gatorade game changer for the afternoon. The part I was born to play. Now, do you think they do that, nominate that person before the game or they do that on the field, like the captain at the five-minute mark goes, game changer. Oh, I reckon you've got to do it on the day, man. Because if you if someone's fucking hit a purple patch, if that ball is on a string, you got you to do it, you got it during the game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you want to go? Geez, Chambers having a crack, having a crack, getting yeah. the fucking ball. Yeah, because yeah. if I've already pre-nominated you and you're lurking out the side mm-hmm. and you've had like two kicks, mm-hmm. I don't want you get the fucking ball. I don't, you're not my game changer. Yeah, it would, it would make it would tarnish the good name of the Gatorade game changer. It would. It would. Yeah, you don't want to dud. Okay, by behind for this person. For this person, it becomes... uh, So is this at the end of each half or the end of the match? This is the end of the match. Last five minutes of the match. Now, I may get a lot of this wrong because I have no fucking idea what's going on. No, just read as you say it, man. Behind will be worth two points. 
Okay. A six-point major recorded as 12 points. So you double everything they get. A 10-point super goal, formerly super goal, yep. will become 20 points. So you could effectively, three kicks, you've got 60 points. You could effectively, yeah. Yeah, it's like a darts game now. Yes. But you could also be 19 points down and kick a game changer. And win the game. The fucking greatest comeback of all time. Fucking Malcolm Blight, whatever. Hmm, what a top. Yeah. Did you, have, did you fucking come back from 19 points with one kick, Blighty? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, what have you fucking done? <laughs> Nothing. No, what? I don't even know how far they were down. Um, so, the goal can... The 10-point super goal can be scored in two ways. Either, so hang on. You, you can be two points down and then five minutes later... You could be 98 points down <laughs> if someone's gone. So you could be two points up and then five minutes later, someone's gone bang, 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 bang. I think bang. we can safely say if you kick 100 points in like three minutes, yeah, uh, it's a real shootout. <laughs> but We've also, officially got a shootout. But also, it's um, as, as Lee Matthews always said, it's about a goal a minute when you're down. So if you're down by three goals and there's only three minutes to go, the chances of you uh, yep. winning are very low. So if there's four minutes to go, and you're 80 points down, you're fucking in it. It's still, <laughs> still live. Don't leave, folks. <laughs> this game's still happening. Yeah, you only leave when you're like 220 points oh, down fuck, with seven man. minutes to go. Oh, I don't even win now. Yeah. Okay, so the uh, nominate game. Okay. Okay, so go. where can you score one of these 20 points? Okay, goals? 10 points super goal can be scored in two ways. Either when a player from the attacking team kicks the ball from anywhere within or behind the launch zone. There's a launch zone? Pictured in the graphic below. So the launch zone. Is from the middle. So how long's the field again? It's 110 meters. 110. Right? 110. Yeah. So the Lord's zone is in the middle. So what do you got? Like forward zone, 15 meters. Then 70 meters. No, it's 70 meters across. Fuck AFL.com. Don't make me do maths. Launch zone is in the middle. And that's 10 meters, and that is from the. What, 50? Centre line? Yeah, it'd be the... Not the oh, 50, 50, 50 metre mark. It's not 40? No. So, 10 in the middle, 110, take off, then two halves of 50. I'm right. No, then, then that would be 40, wouldn't it? Well, I'm not, I'm not including the forward zone. Oh, mate, you've lost me now. Okay. <laughs> you've lost our listeners. Okay, let's go from the goal line. Mm-hmm. And how far out is the... Uh, is the first uh, is like the, the the arc, or what's the first line you hit? The, well, the launch zone, launch zone in the middle, which is ten meters wide. Yep, would be at the fifty meter mark. Okay, yeah, and then we so have you've got to be in the middle of the an, ground to have a shot for you. And super. then we have another ten meters, and then we have another fifty meters, taking us up to one hundred and ten. Okay, sheesh, that was simple. I'm lost. I fucking know. I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> it's, I reckon we do this on the day. Okay, you can take Get it. out of the launch zone. <laughs> you can kick the ball from anywhere or behind the launch zone. So basically in your half, you can do that. Okay. Or when the ball is kicked. Hang on, in your attacking half? The back half. Oh, so you're kicking from the, the, the back line. Kicking from 60, okay? Okay. That's fine. That's a, that's a super goal. Yep. Or... When the ball is kicked within or behind the launch zone. Yeah, okay. So, we've done that. Okay, we've worked that out. Oh, no. Sorry. Continued. <laughs> fucking hell, man. This is a fucking nightmare. Your telling of this is fucking <laughs> horrific. I hope you're not there on the day. Okay. So, anyway, within or behind the launch zone or when the ball is kicked within or behind the launch zone and then he's marked in the forward zone. Okay. So, you kick it from your back half, essentially, and you mark it in the forward 15... That's that can be still be a, a super goal. 
In the forward forward zone. Yep. Not the launch zone. Yeah. So at the front where the goals are. Yep. Yep. There's a 15 minute. Meter area, a bit like an end zone in the NFL. Yep, yep. Okay, so if I kicked it from behind the launch zone, in the launch zone, into the <laughs> forward zone, and you mark it, uh-huh. you can kick a goal. I can kick a zooper. Hmm. Okay. Now, how right, many right. people in the fucking audience do you reckon will know that? Yeah, don't, not not too many. So you've got it completely there wrong. Be, there should be like rules people at the gate going, okay, are you, are you aware what's going on? Uh, but it should be a recording of me going... You're in the launch zone. Hang on, he's not back, in the right launch but zone. But the back zone. No, who's, wait. No, what guy? am I doing? <laughs> Everyone has to get headsets and listen to that. All right, they so have you, to listen to this last five, ten minutes. So you've got it wrong. So 15 metres for the forward zone, then 35 metres to the launch zone, which is 10 metres. Yeah, yeah, but I was talking about the whole thing, then including 35. the forward zone. It's 110. I was including the forward zone uh, and, and the, the general field of play. Mate, if any fucking listener is still with us now. Fuck. So, what about the positions, Michael? You reckon you can get those right? Okay, where are they? Scroll down, you fucking idiot. Okay. <laughs> Look at the graphic. Oh, there they are. Yeah, okay. Um, so, eight on the field. Yep. Work that out. Okay, two defense, one mid. Yep. Two wings. Two wings. One ruck, two uh-huh. forward. Okay. So, does the forward and the defenders have to stay in their zones? I reckon they would, yeah. Okay, so it's, we're getting into netball territory now. Yeah, I reckon they would. Oh, actually, I, well, I reckon they'd have to stay in their half. I don't think you could have two people. In that 10-metre you, you zone. You can't confine two forwards to that 15-metre zone. Right. But maybe I they mean, can... when the AFL was talking about congestion. Yeah, yeah, okay. They really can't do this in AFLX. So, basically, maybe the forwards can't go into the back half. I reckon that would be how it is. So you've got, it says here, two defenders, two wings, one mid, one ruck, two forwards. Fucking hell. Two 10-minute halves, there you go. No time on. How easy is that? This fucking article keeps going and going and going. Yep. There'll be deliberate rush free, one point, plus a free set shot. Oh, okay. So I heard that on the radio today. A deliberate rush behind equals a point, plus you get a free shot at goal from 15 metres out right in front. 10-second shot clock. Um, 25-metre umpire penalty. Oh, instead of 50. I suppose so. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yep. 25 instead of 50. Game changer. Oh, and finally, bottom of the article, kids go free. That's good. And you can spend the whole day. They go, Daddy, Mummy, what's wrong? What's going on? Well, there's a forward launch zone. Yep. Look, the game's very simple. Look, I, I can see why they, uh, they, they want to simplify the game to appeal to international audiences. <laughs> yes, that is absolutely. Yeah, when we, so you're sitting with an Australian in Hong Kong and they're going, what the fuck's going on? Like, <laughs> I don't know I don't either. Know. Yeah. You tell me. Oh, shit. So anyway, we'll be there on the day because yes. we are going to go mm. and we will be there to help anyone out. If you've got any questions, you come and find us. And yeah, we'll have a junk time information booth set up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll tell you who's looking good. Uh, forget, forget your AFLX, mate. We'll move on from that. I'll tell you who's looking the goods <sighs> for this season. nap after that. You know who's looking real good? St Kilda. Uh, if they if they're not in if they're not in your top two calculations after what I'm telling you, if you don't see them, junk timers, get your money out, get your cash out mm. for what I'm about to tell you. So Billy Slater has gone down to uh, the Saints in kind of a sort of a coaching role, I guess. Now he only does one day a week, but boy, when he's there, fuck, he, he packs it in. It's a fucking big day. Yeah, he really. Packs it in. Uh, he's done. It, this is Alan Richardson telling uh, the AFL.com.au what he does, right? So he's having a profound impact. They say that. He says, Billy's done quite a bit of work with the leaders and what we want to stand for as a footy club. That's what he said to him. He said, What do we want? To, we. He's a part of them now. He's using the word we. Yep. 
And he said, what are we going to do about it, referring to the 2018 season, and how are we going to respond? That's one of the things he brought. He asked them how they're going to respond to 2018. And that was day one. Yeah. he, he Day one. He walked in the door. Didn't sugarcoat it. Yeah. Put the bags down at five past nine. Yeah. Went straight up to the group and said, hey, 2018. That was fucked. What are you going to do about it? Yeah. What are we going to do? Fellas. And they're like, I don't know. He's like, all right, we'll work it out, but think about it. And then, this is the fucking, this is why you get a man like Billy Slater to your club. This is the clincher, yeah. He says, another part of Slater's teaching has centred around increasing on-field celebrations. Game changer. That's a game changer right there. Yeah, this this is why the Saints are going to be uh, in the grand final. In a closed-door session last Tuesday, Slater showed highlights of Storm players going above and beyond with teammates after scoring a try. And he was hoping that the Saints players adopt a similar philosophy. Mm-hmm. So what I love about that is, say, um, in a rugby league game, a shootout, you might have, say, six tries, seven. Yeah, yeah, I give that, yeah. So in an AFL game, say you've piled on 16 goals, you've mm-hmm. got your team doing completely and utterly fucking knob-end. Yeah, yeah, over-the-top. Over-the-top NFL-type celebrations yeah, sure. while the other club just looks at them and goes, what the fuck? And they're going, hey, yeah, yeah. Yep. Billy Slater, mate. A minute, a minute left in the game. It's yeah, like the, the game's iced. Yeah, uh, nine players are lined up like ten pin bowls, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. you know the guy's trying to get a spare, and he yeah. bowls a little player down. He does like uh, Dan Hanbury does somersaults into the players and knocks them all over. They throw the grenade, and then all the players collapse onto the ground. Yeah, yeah. one player gives birth, another player's on the toilet. It's hilarious <laughs> the things they can do. One's hooked on the end of a fishing reel, and they and they wind him on. You got the ball, and you kind of pretend to be a baby, and you rock it. All those things, Michael. Just imagine. I like. I don't. I don't even like the Saints, but I'm going to go to every one of their games to see every one of a little their bit goals. of celebrations. Yes, yes, and and look forward to that, Adam, because you'll see it in the whole year. You'll see it a good fifty-seven times. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be good. So, Saints fans, I oh, sorry, Saints. <laughs> you, you missed out last year, but they've already asked what they're going to do about it, and we're seeing it. I think get on board the Saints. It's going to be huge. Hey, uh, we'll wrap it up shortly, Adam. We shall. We've got footballers in real life. Actually, before we do that, actually, we've got a mate, Craig Coombs. Yeah, fr- very, very good friend of the show. The, you would know him as our, uh, as our resident in-house recruiting guru. Yeah, for sure. The last few years, he's um, coming out and um, taking us through his top 10 for the AFL draft. And yeah. Gets it, gets it spot on each time. Yeah, and he's given us a bit of insight of what it's like to be a, uh, you know, a recruiter and a, and a scout for a club. And Coombs, he's uh, doing it tough for the last little while. And so we thought, um, hey, we want to say thank you so much for the stuff you're saying. Give him a bit of a pump up. Yeah, give him a shit. We know what? We're getting around him because that's what we do here at Junk Time AFL Podcast. And we also thought maybe if the Junk Time is out, they want to send him a message. It would brighten his life. Uh, and so you want to hit him up on Twitter at Big Coombsy. Uh, I'll spell it for you. At B-I-G-C-O-O-M-B-E-S-Y. At so, Big Coombsy. Yeah, and if you want to find him, he's uh, obviously we follow him here at, uh, at Junk Time. So, you know, if you want to type in Craig Coombs, he will come up on ours. Just say good day. Say, you know, keep your chin up, mate. We're, yep. we're right behind you. We're, we're fighting with you. And, um, yeah, we want you, you know, we want you to feel good. And, uh, you know, we, we just hope you're doing well. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, his spirits have been a little bit lagging lately, but we're getting around him and we just want to pump him up. He's been a fantastic uh Fantastic help for our show, and we really appreciate it. And also, people who may not have heard the episodes Craig's done, they're the draft episode probably in about October of yeah. each uh, last few years. So if you go to go through the archives, or even if you want to hit us up, know where to find them. We can point them out to you. 
Yes, because we had someone who um, was after the very first one, and even I couldn't find it. When and he you had to go back to the, the archives to get it, dude. I was telling people that a few of his stories the other day, and they were like, "What? What? Yeah. What?" Like they were incredible stories. Yeah, so they're well worth listening to. So yeah, uh, go back through our archives. Uh, Craig Coombs, our recruiter, around yeah, as Michael said, October, November. And get well, Coombsy. Uh, this one from Brendan, football mm. in real life. Uh, my girlfriend met Toby Nankervis, uh, Curvis and. Uh, Camden McIntosh at MLC Gymnastics. They were doing gymnastic training there for some reason. Both very sweaty boys, lots of flips and forward rolls apparently. Did a bit of beam work. Oh, cool. Apparently uh, Camden was good at tuck jumps on trampoline. Oh, he sounds like he should get to St Kilda. This is two Richmond Premiership players. I I didn't know that they did gymnastics. I know that players are big on Pilates. Yeah, and are big on yoga and stretching and the like. Yeah, yeah but I, mean, I guess, yeah, add that to your, to your game. Bit of tumbling. Never yeah. hurt anyone. No, you, you know how to tuck and roll so you don't hurt yourself. Uh, from Harrison, I was uh, doing my grocery shopping with my dad in a shopping centre in Mornington, Victoria, when I decided to take a quick trip to the bathroom. Mm. While walking from the toilet, I hear a voice to the left of me, which I found very familiar. The voice of Frio coach Ross Lyon ordering sushi from a sushi bar. How would he order it? Well, actually, I've got to be confused there for a second because, like, I, Harrison went to the bathroom and then he could hear Ross ordering the sushi. I'm like, is there a <laughs> sushi shop in the bathroom? Oh, Mornington's very lax. <laughs> uh, this took place in early January after Ross bought his sushi. He then walked over to a butcher, having a big day out. Yeah. And well, then a noodle bar. Fucking hell, Ross. Unfortunately, no, he's I looking heavy these days, and I think we know why. <laughs> I didn't get to see what type of sushi Russ bought, but I was staggered to think uh, what on earth he was doing in Victoria at the time of year when he should be back in home helping Nat Fife learn his teammates' names. <laughs> <laughs> what would what would Ross Lyon order when he was at a sushi bar, Michael? Oh, that's a good question. Um, Oliver, Oliver tuna avocado, and um, Oliver, Oliver. California roll? I could have two California rolls. No worries, sir. Do you and, want soy sauce? Uh, well, yeah, I'll get, get it three little fishies of soy sauce. I love little fishies. Okay, it's actually 20 cents for the third one. You fucking cunt. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ross. Uh, okay, and from... Bing, ding, 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 ding. That's just me making noises to find it. Here we go. Oh, this is a good one. No, not that they're all not good, but this is well, this actually could continue the pattern, Adam. From Michael. On the Sunday before the Melbourne Cup, I found myself boarding a tram in the city after finding a place to stand away from the door because I'm not a total fuckwit. Yeah, good point. Okay, <laughs> yes. good point. Yeah, fucking, move your way in. Yeah, fucking... Oh, hang on, hang on. You're just down from Rod Carter Studios. Don't you go telling us Melbourneites <laughs> here at Junk Transport. Studios. But also, you don't get on before people get off, okay? Oh, that fucking does matter. Oh, those fucking low dogs who yeah. try to barge Where's on. Where's the PSO? Stop fucking giving me fines for jaywalking. How about you find those motherfuckers? Do do, I don't do it. It's a little bit like, what do you call it? A little bit of stiff arm, but a little bit of like, I do every now and then. If do you I, give it, don't argue. Well, if there's, a, if there's someone in front of me who I reckon can get, well, can wear it, yep. I might every now and then just do a bit of, I'm not moving. No, I do that. Where are you going? Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm on that. I just walk straight. Yeah. 
some, if something gets in front of me, Mate, physics tells you what's <laughs> going to happen next. You're like you're like Mark Yates on Dermy. Now I do apologise to that 89 year old grandmother the other day. Uh, she fucking asked for it. Man. <laughs> My eyes were immediately drawn to one gentleman sitting alongside his partner, arms crossed in a distinctive fuck off manner. <laughs> I like <laughs> it. His name was Adam Rosenberg. Hey, come on. At the very moment it dawned on me who this man was, he looked up in my direction and we made on contact. My blood ran cold. I quickly looked away, avoiding his gaze. This, he get up and change, charge in my direction, running through me like a bit of medium rare chicken. It was none other than the man himself. Oh, Lethally Matthews! Oh, what catching PT, Lethal? I was shocked that I took. I so 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 shocked that I took my headphones out so my ears could confirm what my eyes were seeing. <laughs> sure enough, it was like just like Michael was there on the tram with me. Uh, <laughs> Lee's high-pitched tones r- ringing, uh, ringing above the dull rhythm of the tram slow journey up Elizabeth Street. It appeared that Lethem was part of a group of old-timers. Oh, don't All call him that. <laughs> not to his fucking face. Yeah. All on the way to Queen Vic Market. Oh, that's nice. Mm. Not sure if he picked up a knockoff footy jumper or some hot jam donuts <laughs> while he was there, but can confirm he was wearing a Magic Millions cap. No doubt flaunting the fact he's doing a very well for himself. And he's involved in horse racing with his horse, Schnitzcraft. I'm not familiar with it, but sure. Yeah. Running a couple of days later on Cup Day. Huh. There you go. Probably Lethal Lee in the GGs, mate. You know what? Darren Weir, you don't need a jigger. You need Lee Matthews down there. <laughs> Just go down and have a, have a look, word to the horse. Look in the beady eyes. Yeah, he goes, mate. You fucking run fast, mate. <laughs> oh, you better run fast. <laughs> I'll fucking knock your block off. Show a picture of... <laughs> Yeah, there's, there's another horse called Brunzy. Didn't end well for it. <laughs> it's the uh, first red-headed horse I've ever seen. <laughs> I decided to burn some of my money. How did he break a horse's jaw? <laughs> he had his jaw wide. I know from I know from my own experience, very difficult to eat. <laughs> yeah. I decided to burn some of my money by back in Schnitzcraft. So probably for the best, I didn't see him after that, as I might not have been able to resist throwing a smart-ass comment Lee's way, and he might not have been able to resist throwing a clenched fist mine. Uh, I'm not sure I'm ready to become the Neville Bruns of public transport. There well, we go. There you go. So, obviously, Schnitzcraft, no good. What do you reckon he was buying down at the uh, Vic Market? Would he... I can imagine Lethal when he's kicking back, you know, just in like an Addy Hash t-shirt or a Weedbok, you know, those cool t-shirts. Oh, like kind of knock-off? No, no, just like the, the marijuana-themed ones that they have. Oh, yeah. No, that's what I picture all around Lee Matthews' house. Is Bob Marley and Jimi Hendrix posters around the place. Two-pack t-shirt? Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely, that's that's exactly how I picture Lee <laughs> Matthews living his life. Uh, from Emma, my mum and I were in Bunnings because we love Bunnings. Wandering the aisles looking for things that we might not ever actually use but definitely need. Mm. Wandering the aisles with a basket, yes a basket, not a trolley, was a very heavily bearded Alex Rance. Who okay. only uses a basket at Bunnings? That's a very fascinating question. It is, he's obviously buying small, perhaps he needed some nuts and bolts, some uh, light globes, light stuff. But it is interesting. He's obviously not building himself, but he's just like, uh, I say he's adding to things. Pottering around. Yeah. I wish I knew which Bunnings it was, because we could send people in that direction. Now we have another one here. What do you got for us, mate? This has all been very, very good. People have had a very good summer. Final one here from Barry underscore Turbo. Uh, footy podcaster in real life. Oh, yeah. Saw Rosie mm-hmm. at the Briggs concert. He gave me the slimy eye because I clocked his missus before him. Hashtag 
doing very well for himself. Man of a man of the people. I was out at the zoo watching Adam Briggs perform. Were you on, really? On Australia Day, yeah, the Twilight gig. Fucking lot going on on Australia Day. There was, mate. I didn't break it anything. Except, uh, you know, I was going to break Barry Turbo's uh, fucking jaw. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. If he kept looking. So, it, it, did you did you, did you feel that you gave anyone a slimy eye? You know what? Uh, on that weekend... I've never heard the term slimy eye. No, I've heard greasies. Yeah, agree. Yeah, okay, no, yeah, I like fair enough. Yeah, yeah. I know exactly what he means. Yeah. I was, as I explained to him uh, on Twitter, that I was a week off the booze. And mm-hmm. so, that Saturday... With everyone around me enjoying Australia Day, getting a very a few froths were being sunk. I wasn't a fucking happy man. Oh, very annoying, was it? Oh, I was not impressed by anyone there. So I no, it wouldn't just be it wouldn't just be for him. It was everyone I would have seen with the alcohol in their so hands. So it wasn't Barry Turbo that you had the problem with. You had the problem with Australia's drinking culture. Yes, that's exactly <laughs> right. And luckily, I had a couple of uh, V's and Pulvers on me. <laughs> yeah, sure. And so then I got escorted out of the zoo not long after that because I was giving it to fucking all the animals and yeah, shit. Sure, and they're like, sure. mate, you can't do that here. I'm like, it's just it's just sugar and menthol, mate. What are you doing? He's a big giraffe. He can take it. <laughs> Look at his nostrils. Look how long <laughs> his neck is. It'll take ages to get down there. Okay, live show Sunday, March 10 at the Comics Lounge at 4 p.m. Tickets can be found at Tri Booking, Grant Thomas, Sam Pang, Nathan Buckley will be joining us, plus more going to be huge and of course uh, don't forget the merchandise you can get yourself a stubby holder junktime.bigcartel.com in the road go hawks go deadlies ah good point Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.